Welcome back to another episode of the wonderful uh, The Arsenio ZSL Podcast. And today's another super special. We're going to be diving into corporate training, corporate entertainment, as a matter of fact, today. And to be honest with you, man, this is a very, very controversial one. Uh, I think the first time I saw corporate uh, and what corporate entertainment was, was when the Pittsburgh Steelers played the Green Bay Packers. In the Super Bowl, I believe this was back in early 2011. I could be mistaken. I could be greatly mistaken. I can't really remember. I Oh, man, was it 2010? Yeah, 2011. And so what was so frustrating about this Super Bowl is that at the event, there are not actual fans there. There are no fans there. There are just a bunch of CEOs, a bunch of uh, groupies with the CEOs, a bunch of rich people who don't even stand up for the game, who don't even applaud, who are there just to speak. And what corporate entertainment is, is basically you treating your clients like royalty to keep relationships and forge relationships. However, it ruins the entire experience of sports. But again, at the same time, people would say, oh, well, he's actually spending X amount on a ticket for us to go to the Super Bowl or to go to the Premier League. uh, What is it? The UEFA Champions League final or whatever it may be. Now, the UEFA Champions League final, although I do believe fast forward in about a few months later, at the stadium, as a matter of fact, it was another corporate entertainment event. So for the first time in a long time, there weren't any fans. There weren't that many fans of different teams. We're talking about real fans, the crazy fans, right? Kind of like when you watch the last event, you could see a huge section of Real Madrid fans and another huge section of Liverpool fans. Very, very easy to spot them. They're singing, they're clapping, they're cheering, all that good stuff for the entirety of the game. But in America, at these Super Bowl events, there are just a bunch of rich charlatans, and they are just clapping along with whatever is happening on the field, and it just makes for a very dull and broken atmosphere. Rather than having real fans at the game, they make the tickets so expensive that average fans cannot go there, and this is the big problem. However, university college football out there in america you definitely have the huge sections of fans as a matter of fact the entire game is comprised of massive you know basically okay georgia university of georgia over here university of alabama over here so totally different but when it comes to corporate entertainment okay how could this be good for business how does it benefit entertaining clients of yours and stuff like that. Now, if we look at the world economy, we already know it has its up and downs. Okay. I really don't give a damn. You know, stock markets are very, very topsy-turvy like politics, right? Politics is always like the, 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 fall, the sky is falling. The sky is falling. Oh my God. It's their fault. It's the left. It's the right. It's the up. It's the down. It's a bunch of trash that has been going on for centuries. And it's just vitriol. Vitriol meaning it is just toxicity amongst the 500,000 degree and nobody wins. It's just people pointing fingers and bitching because they're immature. That's kind of like what the stock market is. And if you see people who make all that money on Wall Street, are they really content and happy with their life? No, they're screaming at each other all day and their happiness goes with where the market goes. That's no way to live. But again, a lot of companies continue to invest in corporate hospitality. 
okay, meaning entertainment. So regardless, regardless of the economic times, can this kind of spending be justified? Now, the thing is, people, I think it's very, I don't know. I don't know because I don't have a massive business, but to be honest with you, if I bring someone along and entertain them and spend a lot of money on them just to keep the relationship, but we aren't able to keep the relationship outside of that, then that is a fake relationship. That's my whole standpoint, right? It's kind of like, you know, a lot of, it's kind of like the friends that show up to the party at the very, very end. You know, your true friends are there at the very beginning, but the people who show up three hours later and they start fighting with one another and they're all drunk and they're there just to get a free plate of food. That's kind of what I look at as corporate entertainment. You're entertaining the wrong people, right? And so there was an article, okay, that was written out by, uh, oh my God, this is almost about 10 years ago. And it was about the benefits of entertaining clients. And one was that, uh, man, uh, making a great first impression. Again, I think a great first impression is inviting one to an office instead of being at a Premier League championship. So that could be it. It could be it because again, personal level. Now, entertaining them, not at a Super Bowl event. Absolutely. I want you on a personal level. And this is what's so good. So if, for example, if a potential client and to nurture these relationships, this is aside for entertainment, I would say, okay, let me come down there and let's talk contract because I believe that's more personal. It has more of a personal touch to it, right? And then obviously there are other ways of doing this, such as, you know, maintaining relationships. And again, you already know how I feel. I don't believe you need to maintain a relationship taking someone to a massively massive, uh, what is it, football game, Whereas you're trying to get them to do something. It reminds me of, uh, oh my God, the failure of Will, uh, what is it, Will Smith? Uh, yeah, I don't even like using references to him anymore. But in his movie, Pursuit of Happiness, this is all before the year 2022, okay, in which he was a good guy. And when looking back to that specific mo uh, movie, you know, he was a stockbroker, but he wasn't getting any money. He was like on a 30-day trial, just trying to make ends meet and stuff like that. It was a tough movie to watch. But he had taken somebody to a corporate event. And this corporate event was a 49ers football game. And it's like, how are you going to talk business when you have two of the greatest, you know, uh, what, what is it? I, yeah, I believe at the time, two of the greatest um, players on the field, Steve Young and Jerry Rice. And these people are watching. It's like, dude, how are you going to talk business at an event like that when the guy even brings his child? Not a good sign. So if you're going to maintain relationships, you got to maintain communication. That's the easiest outlet. And if they don't appreciate communication, then that specific individual is just not for you. So going into differentiating your business from competition, absolutely. But if your business is taking people to corporate events, I'm not going to take anyone. I'm like, hey, let's go have a nice little dinner. Uh, at the end of 2016, after I ended up slaying, meaning doing an amazing job at an office, this Korean, uh, not I wouldn't say Korean tutorial center, but this Korean lady ran the tutorial center. It was her husband's business and stuff like that. And after all that racism and all that bickering of her saying that she didn't want to hire me originally because of the color of my skin, uh, guys, you know how this is. This is Thailand. Um you know, she invited me to an event to get to know the new, uh, wasn't a CEO, but the new head teacher or head guy at that specific institution. And I'm like, oh, well, you know what? I have to 
do I have to make money instead? I cannot go. Plus, I lived very far from Bangkok at the time. So going all the way down there to literally go to a dinner and stuff like that, it could have, you know, uh, forged relationships in the future. But at the same time, I'm still just like, eh, whatever. And to be honest with you, I only met the guy one time and I never saw him again. So there it is, you know, differentiating yourself in business, saying, hey, let's have a nice dinner. See, you know, and, you know, to even put this into more context, you got to you got to treat your employees very well, too. You know what I mean? What I mean by that is I worked for two women who were just shady. They were liars. They were conniving. There were so many horrible things. Right. But it's so funny because one of them who had that whole I'm 16 and I'm angry at my dad's syndrome type of way of looking at things. Uh, she hadn't spoken to me since the beginning of 2018. And it was something I forgot what it was about. It was about a comment. She got in her feelings. She never spoke to me. It, well, she didn't speak to me for literally a year. Uh, no, I'm wrong. That was the beginning of 2018. She invited me to a dinner in 2020. So she didn't speak to me for literally two years, although I would have to see her. I know who wants to go to an environment like that should have quit them a long time ago, but ended up benefiting mutually with the relationship for the next six months until I finally dumped them off and never spoke to them again. But nonetheless, she invited all teachers uh, that had worked there to a New Year's dinner. Now, the funny thing here in Thailand that they have New Year's like in January and February, not their New Year, but like the New Year's party should be right before New Year's, but instead they have it in January. And I'm like, guys, this was uh, this was supposed to happen like, you know, last month of the year. But nonetheless, she invites me to a dinner buffet at the Intercontinental Hotel along with another teacher who was just very, bleh, you know, and I'm just like shocked. She's like, oh, are you going to come? And I was invited and I was like, okay, well, she's talking to me after two years. This is kind of weird. And it was just so weird because I'm over here sitting at the table. This was right. Be I, I still remember it was either January 16th or 19th. It was just before the dawn of COVID. Just before the dawn of COVID. And she was like, oh, you, you know, and, you know, she was talking to me about a lot of things. And I'm like, I think she's talking to me because she's looking to expand and wants me to teach up country. So that's why she's trying to get on my good side. But then COVID came and all that other good stuff. So, again, got to make sure you take care of your people. But at the same time, got to make sure that it's legit, that it is not fake. You know, from her perspective, that was absolutely fake. And hey, I'm really happy the way everything turned out. So again, differentiating yourself from other business practices. Absolutely. Networking opportunities. Absolutely. Entertaining key staff. I think all staff is important because I like to look at everyone as humanity, right? If you peel back your followers, if you peel back your money, your assets, you have the same insecurities, the same doubts, and the same everything as anyone else. Someone in Mumbai is pretty no different from who Kim Kardashian is, right? Somebody in, uh, what is it, in Mozambique is very similar to Dwayne Johnson because you're human. You have your six senses, well, five senses, six senses, depending on who you are. And, you know, it. To be honest with you, you're that same individual. So I'm not going to say, and you know what's crazy? I'm going to give you this last story before we get into an audio about a group of Russian business people. What had happened was when you entertain people, you do not like push somebody 
into a room because you don't want them to be seen. This was a really ugly, and you know, I should have quit right here on the spot. But this lady, you know, when a couple of uh, nasty individuals, racist as hell, you guys know the story, 2015, maybe it wasn't 16 because she already knew I was the best. And then she started advertising me to the world as if I was the best at this time. But in 2015, man, it was ugly. It was an ugly year, no doubt. And during this year, what had happened was I was at work one time and this guy named Jeff, totally useless individual, uh, who worked at the head office in Bangkok along with another person, I think it was a couple of other people, came to the language center and the lady, the manager at the time, who didn't even want to hire me based on the color of my skin, she came into the room she, and she was just kind of nicely telling me to shoo, like get in the room and she closed the door. And uh, I didn't know at that, like if I had any dignity at that time, I had no dignity. If anybody would ever do that again to me, that would be the end of the relationship. But I will tell you, don't you just literally push me into a room because you don't want me to be seen by them. Is that right? Oh, no, that's not. That's exactly what you did. Here's your one week notice. We're done. And I, I like I have the, I, I have I go from I go from zero to one thousand very quickly. At that time, I was like, man, I need kind of need this, and I did, and I didn't look at it that way because I was still battling a lot of inner demons that this society had imposed on me, you know. And I accepted all that nasty from these individuals out here in that in this country. But at that time, I was still like, okay, well, whatever, and that's very unfortunate. So. Even if you entertain, let's say, quote unquote, key staff and they come over, don't you ever treat anyone like they are absolutely nothing because that's unacceptable. And so what we're going to be doing, we're going to be listening to a group of Russian business people. Okay, they're getting ready to collaborate on a major international project. Okay, and they're visiting apparently an office in London. Okay. And so what's going to happen is you're going to hear a chat and then we're going to go from there. Now, remember, this is the upper intermediate level. All right. This is going to be a little bit more difficult than what we have always listened to well, in the previous seasons. So with that being said, people, it's going to be time to dive in. So get your headphones on and here we go. OK, well, now we don't know a lot about what the team might be interested in. And this is going to be a mixed group with their partners, so it'll be difficult to choose something they'll all like. But since this is the first visit to Britain for some of them, I suggest we go for something, you know, quintessentially British. The main thing is to make sure nothing can go wrong. Most important, let's plan on something weatherproof. And we definitely need to provide a bit more than just an expensive dinner. What about doing something cultural? Speaker two. Okay, cultural. Mm, I think culture can be tricky. We don't want to drag the group somewhere only for them to be bored out of their minds. We just need a pleasant <laughs> setting to be able to socialise. Let's hey. think of a good restaurant where we can relax, enjoy decent food and talk about business. Of course, we need to check if any of the team are vegetarians before we make any bookings. Mm, okay. Speaker three. Here we go. Hang on. We'll have plenty of time to talk business in the meetings. This is about making sure we show them a good time. Russians are very people-oriented. This is an opportunity for us to build a good working relationship with them. You know, a bit of team spirit. In some ways, it could even be a team-building kind of thing. 
And let me tell you, Russians certainly like fine dining. So, top quality catering, sure, but let's offer them something a bit special as well. And keep business out of it. Wow, okay. Speaker four. Here we go. Well, I think the main thing is to make the visit as personal as possible. I mean, we could spend a fortune on attending some big event, but that's not very personal, is it? In fact, spending a little less on the event might mean you could afford to do something extra for the team members. I'm not necessarily talking gifts, but something. And, by the way, I happen to know that their project leader, Yuri, spent a year studying in London, so we might think about taking them somewhere else. That means travel expenses, of course, but I'm sure we can keep those within reason. Wow, lots of ideas. First and foremost, I don't give, I totally agree with the whole culture thing. Again, like Russians are no other, they're no different from anyone else. Like I said, humanity. But I don't give a damn. I'm not going to go to, and this is why I don't do tour groups, because I'm not going to go to London to see the culture. And a lot of people do love that. Go ahead, go ahead. That's totally up to you. But me, I'm not going there to see, mm -mm, mm -mm. I want to see the things that not many people see. All right. And then obviously the man goes in and say, Russians, this could be a nice little team building thing. And I think that's the most important aspect, because if you're looking to, again, forge relationships, this is going to be unbelievably key, right? Not the typical, okay, well, let's bring them down and okay, let's figure out a place we can entertain them, et cetera, et cetera. And then she is talking about obviously traveling, you know, and stuff like that. So, again, when it comes to, again, corporate, tra uh, you know, corporate, what, what is it? The corporate, uh, corporate entertainment. When you get people from any country, you have to, uh, you know, come to a table and say, what is it about them that they like? We need to, again, build relationships. To be honest with you, I'm going to give you one right here. I think you should take them whitewater rafting. That's right. That's right, people. Go on a grade four river and God damn it, you better hold on for your fucking life. Because guess what? Both you and I, we know that we can die right here, right now on this river. So you're going to have to trust me. And guess what? You want to build trust in the matter of two seconds? You do that. <laughs> so anyways, um, in saying that, I think, uh, you know, doing something where team building is absolutely essential, not going on a bullshit tour. Nobody cares about your cult, your cultural tours. OK, especially when we're talking about entertaining clients. OK, that's number one. Number two, obviously, we don't want to we don't really care so much about, you know, um, what is it? You know, not care so much, but like events and stuff, a place where you can build relationships. The guy said, oh, no meetings, no meetings. I'm just like, okay, well, no meetings, but at the same time, you still got to build relationships somehow, some way. So you're going to have to figure that out one way or another. But nonetheless, these are a number of things that you can do for entertainment. Again, you guys know that I am diametrically opposed. There are some big words in here. Quintessential. Oh yeah, there's some really big words. Remember, the early access badge has all those words, vocabulary terms, grammar, and all those great exercises in there. If you want to support the podcast, you make sure you go on over there. But nonetheless, in saying that, normally I get people together so we could do like different, like, uh, what is it? So we can do uh, different, um, oh my God, what am I trying to say? 
different activities, different role play discussions, because as a follow up from this, I would get students to basically, you know, work in two groups and find out, you know, the different events that you could basically take or where you could take your, you know, the Russians and stuff like that, the Russians, your visitors, let's just say that. So in saying that, very exciting stuff. You guys make sure you look uh, up, what is it? Go on to my Arsenio's ESL podcast, uh, Facebook page and the Instagram page and follow me there because I'll be more than happy to get some of these role play discussions out there with you guys. So with that being said, people, I hope you enjoyed the podcast. That's corporate entertainment and stay tuned for more over and out.